0: Footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav MavSky. good evening and welcome to your nightmares where we like to keep it dark and dreamy here at dark softly tales this is your host mav i'm feeling the need to bring back the creep factor so here's a little mix of present tense urban legend for you and a story i wrote entitled tap originally published in nine days of madness This story is about a young woman who's alone in the house late one night while her parents are out. She hears a mysterious tapping on her window, and she's pretty sure there's footsteps in the kitchen. But first, a true tale for you. When I was in my teens, like later teens, shortly after I left home, I was living in Tacoma in a tiny house on the bad side of town, which is like the only place could afford at the time. You know how that goes. Someone had broken into the place before and I was feeling pretty on edge about it. It was on one of my days off of work and I was completely alone and doing housework when I walked out of my bedroom to the front door being wide open. It startled me because it was closed before I had walked into my room. So I shut the door, made sure the latch caught, locked it, and got a knife from the kitchen and looked around the place. Nobody. This was before cell phones, and I know I had a phone at the time, but I'm pretty sure it was disconnected because I hadn't paid the bills. And back then, if you remember, you had to pay per minute for long-distance phone calls, and someone had made a really long, um, long long-distance phone call, and it was like, the bill was like 200 bucks. and I remember I didn't pay it, or I hadn't paid it yet. So all that to say is I had no way of contacting anyone, and I didn't have a car, and I, you know, I walked to work. So anyway, I was freaked out, but I didn't find anything. And I didn't find anyone, and I made sure the door was locked. So I went into the laundry area, which was around the corner from the kitchen, and started doing laundry. When I walked out again, to find the door wide open once more. I immediately went to my bedroom and pulled out this sawed-off shotgun that the guy I was with had at the time, and one of my stepdad's was a war vet and had collected guns, and he had taught me how to shoot all of them, so I knew how to shoot and handle and load a gun. So I loaded the shotgun, peeked around the home, I didn't find anyone, and I closed the door again, and then I squeezed myself between the door frame and the couch where there was this little nook. And if there was someone in the house or trying to get in, I was going to let them know that I wasn't going to play their games. So anyway, it felt like I was standing there forever. My heart was racing, listening to every single noise, wondering what it was. And I have no idea how long I was standing there waiting when there was a sudden knock at the door. I didn't have a peephole in my front door so I couldn't see who it was. But after a few consistent knocks, I hid the shotgun under my couch pillow with my hand on it, still resting on it, as I answered the door. And um, I opened the door, and it was an electrician to check on the heaters. I had completely forgotten that the landlord had called a guy to come out. So, of course, I left the shotgun under the pillow, let the guy in, and I was so happy to see him that day. I was totally prepared for confrontation. But I had told him what had happened, and he looked around the place as well. We didn't find anyone, and he fixed the heaters, so it all ended well. But man, when you're young and in an isolated situation, it feels like anything can happen. And usually the worst doesn't, but sometimes it does. And I try to capture those feelings in this story. I would say that there's nothing to be afraid of but sometimes there is, isn't there? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. Tap by Mav Sky. Tap, tap, tap My heart beats in tune to the tap, tap, tap I sit on the sheets And keep listening to the tap, tap, tap on the window I imagine the window is wet Raindrops slide like tears of God This reminds me my hair is wet and I am cold. I don't think the taps are raindrops I think it's something else So I reach under my pillow and touch the knife's handle. It is still there. I put it on my lap, facing the jagged edge away from my stomach. I pull my pink robe to my chin. The robe I had slipped on as I stepped out of the shower and walked into my room and first heard the thud, 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 downstairs in the kitchen. Mom and Dad aren't due home until midnight. I always hide the knife under my pillow when mom and dad are gone. What if someone broke in, like on Halloween or Scream? I know those are just movies. But I had also watched Crimes in the Dark. Detective Mike, the neighbor across the street, suggests to keep weapons handy when a young woman is by herself. I'll be 15 next month. This qualifies me as a young woman. Detective Mike always looks so mean so I'm never sure if I should really listen to him or not. I think the cute cop on Crimes in the Dark has much better things to say. Charge your cell phone, says the cute cop, but my cell is downstairs in the kitchen. Tap, tap, tap. I imagine a creature in black with a white ghostly mask I like can scream. It has a bloody knife and is tapping the window. No, no that's a movie. Stupid. What I need to worry about is why I haven't heard the thud, thud, thud downstairs for a while. Not for a full... I glance at my Betty Boop clock. 20 minutes. Besides, that sound was more like a creak whispering. I knew the creaking wasn't the settling house creaks they talked about on debunk ghost stories because house noises don't whisper and squeak like wet shoes on linoleum. Someone is in the house. I heard the sounds of wet shoes in the kitchen because they sounded like squeak, squeak, squeak. Not to be confused with the sound that mice make or the sound wet mice make. Perhaps a wet mouse is making that tap, tap, tap on the bedroom window, but I can't tell. I just don't know. I can't take it much longer. The suspense. Crimes in the dark never talked about the suspense, the sitting in a dark bedroom and waiting for something terrible that will inevitably happen. And perhaps that something terrible will be something I'll inflict on myself. I'll go insane. The cute cop from Crimes in the Dark never mentioned this either. I'll stab my pillow until the feathers fly like angel wings in the darkness. Then I'll turn on myself and slice off my ears with this butcher knife. I will. I swear I will. Because I can't stand listening to the. keep thinking of that story Sally told me the other day between 4th and 5th period the story where this girl and guy are making out in his car on the beach and they hear this tap 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 on the roof and it was an escaped villain with a hook or something like that then she told me this other story about a prom night last week where these two sweethearts ran out of gas on a lonely road and he leaves her to fetch more gas and she keeps hearing a tap tap on the windshield and it turns out someone had chopped off his head and hung him on the tree above the car and his blood was draining on the windshield and the sound of the blood dripping on the windshield I knew it didn't sound like a squeak or a creak it was a tap 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 I had not seen this on crimes in the dark nor had the cute cop mentioned this why wouldn't they report such a heinous crime Why wouldn't they warn the neighborhood? Mini Detective Mike didn't say anything either, but he doesn't talk much unless he's giving some kind of instruction. Of course, Sally did have a way of stretching the truth. She said that Connor and Jill had done it and Jill's mother had given her a morning after pill because she might've gotten pregnant, but it turns out that all they did was kiss. So stupid. The fact of Sally stretching the truth or that Jill was not pregnant does not take away my fears of the hook man or maniac serial killers because I keep hearing the tapping, 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 and I can feel the tears on my face. They fall much faster than raindrops. I don't know what to do. So I pick up my knife and I put it between my hands and I shiver because my hair is still wet and I'm scared. And I pray. I pray to God that the robbers or maniac serial killers downstairs have left. I ask that the noise outside my door is just the rain leaking through the ceiling. Tap, tap, tap. Now there is another noise. Slight and jarring. My doorknob is wiggling. And I am wiggling under my bed. My pink robe scrunches around my thighs. I hold the knife in front of my face. My heart keeps thudding, and I can't hear the tapping because the door is opening. I see dark boots, black boots. They seep into the blue carpet like shadows. Shadow boots are silent. I can't hear the tap, tap, tap on the window anymore. And I can't hear the thud, thud thud of my heart anymore either I do hear a little voice in the back of my mind I think it's Detective Mike's telling me to prepare blood courses through my veins I clench my teeth silent silent quiet I watch the black boots walk towards me they stop inches from my nose the boots glisten as if wet, but not with rain, a thicker wetness. I clench my knife. I know he is bending down, and suddenly I can hear again. I can hear his heartbeat and mine. Thud, thud, thud. There is a unique smell. The smell reminds me of last summer when I went with Dad to Uncle Bob's farm to see the horses. It was butcher season, and the sun glinted off the metal bars straddled behind the barn and fence posts. Hanging from the bars were chickens, their legs tied, throats sliced. Blood dripped thick, and the humidity multiplied the metallic scent. This is what I smell now, and what I hear is tap the hookman slicing. Tap. Serial killer chopping. Tap. The blood dripping from Uncle Bob's butchered chickens. And then a head pops down from beneath the bed. It is masked in black nylon, and all I can see are the whites of his eyes and red thin lips pressed together. I stop. I freeze. I watch the thin lips turn upwards into a smile, and I know his hands, his evil hands are coming to get me, to hurt me. Tap, tap, tap. My mind whispers detective's Mike's instructions, and I slash, slash, stab, poke. His face disappears. I hear his boots lift and rise from the carpet. He shrieks, damn, damn bitch. His glistening shadow boots thump into the darkness, down the stairs, away. Tar droplets left behind stain the carpet. And then it is silent, silent, quiet. I don't know if he'll return. So I hold my knife out like a cross to a vampire. It works in the movies, but movies aren't real. I wonder if Crimes in the Dark is even real. It seems so childish now. Detective Mike's self-defense instructions worked. I decided to stay where I am until Mom and Dad come home. Please, please, please come home. My heart is still racing, and my eyes are glued to the dark spots on the floor left from the masked man. I feel nauseous. Tap, tap. It occurs to me what the tapping on my window could be. I thought of the prom night with a boyfriend hanging upside down over the car. I thought of Uncle Bob's chickens swinging limply in the breeze, the blood dribbling out one drop at a time. Tap, tap, tap. My parents had been gone for an awfully long time. They hadn't called to check in. They always call to check in. I keep trying to push the thought away. But what if I'm that old, giant oak outside my window? The thought is ridiculous. Stupid. Or is it? My phone is downstairs. But so may be the masked man. A faint creak reaffirms this fear. Perhaps I'll hide here forever, wondering, waiting, listening to the... Thud, thud, thud. Detective Mike is leading me down the stairs. I see dark, globby stains. It is blood. I hear sirens and hollering and voices talking through police radios. My parents are outside my window. I know this. They are hanging upside down with their throats slit or heads lying on the ground. I know this. Detective Mike didn't say, and I didn't look, but I just know. The front door, creak, 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 opens, and Detective Mike sweeps me out. He keeps asking if I've seen someone, and I keep saying yes. Shadow boots. I saw shadow boots. He whispers in my ear, whatever you do, don't look back. Teresa, do you hear me? Don't look back. I hear him, but I don't hear him. I swear I can still hear the tap, 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 and I have to know that it's them. I have to see it with my own eyes. Detective Mike guards me with his body so I couldn't look if I wanted. He opens the police car door. I twist to get inside. Tap, tap, tap. I look back towards the big oak that sits above my window. Tap, tap, tap. And that is when I begin to scream.